Welcome back to the Paul Penna Downtown Jewish Day School podcast. Happy New Year. We hope you had a relaxing and refreshing winter break. My name is Blair and I am the social media marketing and communications coordinator at the school. We are going international for our first episode of 2023. Principal Amy and Maura Elena are currently at the Prisma Conference in Denver, Colorado with over 1,000 North American Jewish Day School professionals. They are going to be on the show today to talk about their experience and joining them is Dan Held from the UJA. Welcome everybody. Hope you're having a great time. Hi Blair. Good morning. Dan, welcome to the show. Let's start with you. Why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners and share some background about your role at UJA and your involvement in Toronto Jewish Day Schools. Thanks. It is really such a pleasure to be here. I've been a longtime listener of the podcast and it's fun to sort of be on the other side of the I don't know, the other side of the iPhone, I think, for me, um, as I get to be part of the conversation and not just listen to it. So really, thank you for having me. This has been such a great forum for the conversation about Paul Penna and the conversation about Jewish education and Jewish day schools in general. I'm really, really excited to be part of it. So I'm Dan Held. I am the Chief Program Officer and the Director of the Kuschitsky Center for Jewish Education at UJ Federation of Greater Toronto, which means that my job is to help think about how we create the strongest, most vital and vibrant Jewish community in Toronto. A big piece of how we do that is through Jewish day schools. We believe at Federation of Toronto that much of the future vibrance and vitality of our community rests upon giving young Jews a strong Jewish education, building the fire in their belly to lead meaningful Jewish lives into the future. And Jewish day schools are a key ingredient in doing that. And that's why we do what we do. That's why we invest so heavily in Jewish day schools. That's why we want to make sure that we're lowering the barriers of affordability to make sure that every child in our community can benefit from a day school education. That's why we gather school leaders together to be able to work together to solve the biggest problems facing our community and to make sure that we have the strongest day schools and the strongest day school system in our community. And it's paying dividends. We are incredibly blessed to be in a community where Jewish day school enrollment is growing by leaps and bounds. Over the last number of years, we've added about 600 kids to our day school enrollment, which is remarkable. That means those kids are getting the benefit of a day school education that's going to produce um, not just great thinkers, but mentors and community leaders into the future. We're blessed to be in a community where philanthropists are investing heavily in Jewish day schools to make sure they can be the best schools and the most accessible schools. And we're blessed to be in a community where day schools are growing really in incredible ways. I, I, I like to quote the number to say, this we have a 12% growth in our kindergarten classes and day schools. Families are saying, these are really great places that I want to send my kid to because I see what it's going to do for my kid into the future. And really that's what we're striving towards. That's so interesting that you just quoted that number, 12%. One of the things, Blair, that I'm noticing so much here in Prisma and it was really exemplified this morning, we had a Canadian breakfast, is that there is something really unique and special going on in Canada, uh, I think in particular in Toronto. So when people who really know what's going on hear that Alana or I, or, or Dan, I assume, are from Toronto, they're like, oh, you're from Toronto. There's this sense that there's something special here. And last night they quoted a number of a 5% system-wide increase in preschool enrollment in North America and in Toronto, we're seeing more than double of that. Um, and really with our numbers on a North American scale, in some ways we might be pulling up what's going on in other communities. So I think that that number in particular, just sort of that 12% versus the 5%, which is excellent in North America, uh, really for me drives home what I'm feeling so much right now, which is that there's something very special going on in Toronto and we're really lucky to be here. 
what Dan said uh, that played off of Amy is that meeting of the special unreplicable things that happen in Jewish day schools that are excellent combined with people investing time and dollars uh, to make sure those Jewish day schools are strong now and for the future, that uh, symbiosis is felt here so strongly is understanding both of those things. And, and Toronto sees that import uh, as does our school. You're right. I mean, we punch above our weight. About a third of Jewish kids in Toronto go to Jewish day school. Um, in America, you're talking about somewhere between 10 and 12 percent. Um, in Toronto, we have a wide diversity of non-Orthodox day schools. In America, you, you don't to the same degree. The prevalence of these schools and the number of kids who go in our schools is part of what makes Toronto unique, is part of what some researchers call Canadian exceptionalism. It leads towards um, a community where we care for our vulnerable, we have a deep relationship with Israel, where we think about Jewish identity in ways that are very different than our American cousins. Just to give another number, um, on the high school level across the United States of America, there are 5,000 kids in non-Orthodox high schools. Um, at Tannenbaum Chat this year, there are nearly 1,300 kids, right? So in the entire country of America, that 5,000 in Toronto, that 1,300 kids, I mean, just says something about that waiting. And it says something about what Tanwan Chat can do by offering extracurriculars and, activi and activities and um, electives and things like that because of the size of the school and the vibrancy of it. And it is the largest community day school in North America, which is so exciting. And another reason why here, being here as a Torontonian, as a chat parent, as the head of school at Paul Penna, I feel so excited about what we're doing uh, and that we've added this bridge in our community from elementary school to high school for students in the downtown. And so like, there's so many networks that are happening at Prisma. There's a Canadian breakfast, there's a small schools lunch, there's a, this lunch or that. And it's exciting that this year uh, we actually won't go to the small schools network. We have well, well, um, outgrown what is considered to be a small school. I think the threshold is about 130 and we're coming close to 200 students enrolled. Um, but we also now sit in the K-8 network, uh, which for us is a really nice piece of growth and excitement. Mm -hmm. So let's dive into this conference. Can you describe the significance of these conferences centered around Jewish education and why it's important for all of you to continue to do your own personal, professional development work and attend these types of conferences well into your careers? I mean, I, th I think there's a real power to being part of a community of educators who are thinking together, who are challenging each other, who are sharing best practices, who are learning and moving the field forward. Um, there's no question we saw this during COVID um, when school leaders planned together about how to do that pivot after pivot after pivot after pivot, but it extends so far beyond that. Um, yes, we had an amazing session about what does the future of education look like? And how do we start thinking about, um, how do we continue thinking about that? Um, the generative conversations of people putting their good thinking caps on, sharing their passions, their knowledge, their experience with others, um, allows us to learn and build and be dynamic with one another. And I think that's really, really critical because we work in a field that is always evolving. It is remarkably dynamic and it should be. And therefore it takes good creative minds to think together. The value of gathering in person is a gift um, and finding other ways to gather as we have over the last three years is, is so powerful to see the work 
that our colleague Jewish day schools across North America, North America are doing to feel inspired about how hard we work to have excellence and community and uh, Jewish life fostered through the day school system in Toronto is amplified by learning with colleagues, learning from experts in different fields, uh, just to make education better and specifically to make Jewish education better and more dynamic. Uh, and the conference theme, creative spirit, really embodies that. Yes, we're here, we're learning, but we're being creative and we're we're spirited. It, it really feels alive here. I also think we can get learning here in a context we can't get elsewhere. So, you know, Blair, we talked in the fall about the Case Heads and Chairs Conference, which was such an exciting conference for us as an independent Canadian school and brought us together with our other Canadian independent school colleagues, really had me thinking about big issues in governance. Um, being here among so many Jewish day school leaders, we're really thinking about a whole other piece of our business, the piece around institutional advancement, the value of putting Jewish students into Jewish schools, issues around Israel education and best practice in Israel education, which is something that we're doing so much about. And then just the networking and the ability to have quick conversations with people. So this morning I went to a session on organizational structure and I'm really interested in what a head of school in Boston has done. So I'll find her and hopefully she'll be kind enough to have coffee with me and, and sort of we'll dig into it a little bit deeper. Um, but that that just happens really easily. I mean, truth, if I had tried to do what Dan wanted and met him on the podcast in Toronto, it would have been three weeks before we found uh, 20 minutes in his calendar, but we've sort of, we've we've strong-armed him to, to get him to sit down with us here and now and uh, feel the energy that comes from being all together. And we're in a room that's like a glass room into the lobby and there's probably 50 people having coffee, having drinks, having conversation, meeting up with old friends. And there's a lot of energy just in seeing all of that. You touched a little bit on one of the sessions that you've attended, but can you all elaborate and share more information on the sessions that you've been attending and what your main takeaways have been? I just left early from a session on big bet philanthropy. Um, in Toronto, through Federation, we've been working on a series of big bets. What does it mean to invest significant dollars in projects to, um, uh, to change course? Um, uh, we saw that six years ago at Tannenbaum Chat, as we launched the Tannenbaum Chat Affordability Initiative, through millions of dollars of gifts to lower tuition, it's resulted in um, the grade nine class of Tannenbaum Chat going from 175 kids to 350 kids. Um, we're doing that now through the Generations Trust, new scholarships for um, for students in our elementary schools to be able to make um, to be able to be, to be able to fulfill our promise that every child should be able to access a Jewish education no matter their family's socioeconomic background, and to really dramatically expand the um, the eligibility criteria of who can receive a scholarship and to make those accessible. So. Being in a room with others who are dreaming big, thinking about big bets, investing tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars um, in the field of Jewish education to be able to make this field what we need it to be for our community um, is remarkable. Um, and I'm sitting in that room with philanthropists from other communities and philanthropists from our community who are... I'm not gonna say challenging each other, but like encouraging each other to think big, to plan big, to make big investments, to make big bets, 
to be able to make sure our system is what we need it to be to ensure the future vibrancy and vitality of our community. Future is a great segue. Um, I am finding that I'm looking for the opportunities to talk to people who are thinking about the futures of their excellent schools. I'm learning how to protect and make flourish the investments our families, our alumni, our grandparents, our current parents are making in our school. People are designating their philanthropic dollars at a range of levels to our school and we need to protect those dollars to make them grow, to make them last until the future by learning about endowment, by learning about legacy, by learning about what are the different places our school will need to thrive downtown for our next 25 years um, as we're at this 25th moment. So attending sessions with future thinkers, growth thinkers, investment from that philanthropy standpoint. I would add to that to say, for the last three years, so much of our thinking and so much of our headspace has been on the immediate, right? Like, how do we pivot to um, to Zoom school? How do we get the right PPE? How do we deal with today? And I think at this conference and in general, everyone's lifting up their gaze and thinking about the future, right? Like, where do we want our schools to be? Not next week and not next year, but in 10 years and 20 years and in 50 years. Um, and that's exactly the right mindset that we need, because this is a moment to think about the future. This is a moment to think about the long term. This is a moment to think about not just our kids, but our grandkids and our great grandkids and the generations that we want to see coming through our schools and what those schools should look like. Last night's keynote speakers were from the Stanford D School, the design school, and they shared a paradigm around futurism, uh, see, shape and share. And so... I'm really holding on to those three words in that sequence, see, shape, and share, and thinking a lot about what that means for the bigger future, what that means for the future of the Toronto Jewish community, and what that means for the future of Paul Penna, as we really are in this interesting moment where we can, you know, be in far better balance in terms of thinking about now and thinking forward. And so this will launch uh, midweek and on Friday in my in my Friday note, I'll write about this paradigm of see, shape and share and how I can see it relating to our school. Thank you so much, Principal Amy, Maura, Alana and Dan for joining us today. Uh, we are so appreciative that you took time out of your conference to join us. Thank you. Thank this you. was really a highlight of the conference. I told you it was going to be the most fun 20 minutes of your day. And we want to thank you for being our Jew of the Week. So, <laughs> Jew of the Week, seen here. How unorthodox of you. <laughs> a reminder as we head into the new year that you guys can stay connected and follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Paul Penna DJDS, to see everything that's happening at our school. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in our next episode.